Hello, I'm Rob Duke. And I'm Lily Moon. And uh, this is our inaugural, inaugural, is how you say that word? Inaugural podcast for Geek Unleashed. Uh, We're actually going to be talking about some news, entertainment, pop culture, nerdy things, and go into some reviews. Mm -hmm. Well, let's start with what is Geek Unleashed? We had an idea to create something that's positive and safe for people who feel they want to escape into what they their passions whether it's video games tabletop games movies tv comic books yeah anime manga and just get together and talk about it without feeling ridiculed by people who aren't into these things this happened after the fact a friend of mine about a month and a half ago messaged me and said that he felt that uh, he couldn't come out and say, you know, he liked this movie or this game, whatever, because he thought people would, you know, treat him weird because he thought that he didn't want to be a geek in their eyes, whatever. And I, to me, I mean, it's not an issue. I don't see a problem with it. And I told him that he should just be himself. Find others who are, you know, we're everywhere. We love talking about this stuff. Um it's like a coworker in my a couple weeks ago too said that she was a closet geek, said that she was a DC girl over a Marvel. You know, and that's it's it amazes me that people still think they have to be in the closet about being a geek. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't you agree? Yeah, I agree, especially with like all the exposure that you know everything's getting and how popular things are. I mean, Marvel movies are some of the highest grossing movies right now and they're all comic book based right now really is the age of the geek in in every sense of the in every sense you can take that and you know uh, if you're passionate about it you should own it right you should be yourself i mean life is too short to to not it's to hide who you are to people uh 20 years ago i would probably make fun of if i like comic books or uh, fantasy novels or D and D, but now, like you said, it's so mainstream. Mm-hmm. The Marvel is dominating box offices year after year for the past what? Forever. Ten years. Yeah, at least ten years. Nineteen movies coming up. Yeah. Avengers four. And I know people who want to talk about Game of Thrones all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's become mainstream. How, what was? Do you know the viewer count in the last season? Uh, Premiere no was like idea. a million or something. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know people who don't look like they would be into that kind of thing, and they love talking about it. It's mainstream now. Even D&D. I mean, you've got actors coming out saying that they enjoy playing it. you got Vin Diesel. Um, you got other people, uh, journalists, Stephen Colbert, Anderson Cooper. Back to actors. If you are if you know, if you're a True Blood fan, True Blood fan uh, ladies, if you enjoy Magic Mike, you know Joe Magniello. And he is obsessed with D&D, according to his wife. But does she shun him? No, she supports it. She doesn't play, but she makes all the food for their game nights. But he will go on and on and on talking about Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. So, I mean, it doesn't matter i'm mean, sure there may be a certain level that someone is into they may not be in, as dedicated or into something but i guarantee you can probably strike up a conversation with people about marvel movies yeah and i mean some people they express their fandoms differently but you know if you like a facet of a fandom that other people don't then that's on them 
you know, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't express your love for something, or you should, that shouldn't, you shouldn't smother your love for something just because of what you think someone is going to think about you. You do you, you be you, and let them worry about themselves. Because you are really the only person you have control of. Mm -hmm. And it, it, your life is the only one that you have to live. You can't live their life for them. You can't control what they want or like or whatever, but they shouldn't control what you like either. Especially if you're with somebody, a significant other, mm-hmm. and you're hiding who you are to them. If they, If you're so afraid that they're going to not be with you, well, you're, not ha- you're probably not happy not being yourself. Yeah, and if you don't feel like that person loves you enough to accept that facet of yourself... That is your love for fantasy or games or uh, whatever, then maybe that you need to one find a level of love for yourself to be able to say that it's okay for you to like that because it is, and maybe two to find another relationship because <laughs> even if they're not into it, if someone really loves you, they will support your love for you know whatever books. A relationship shouldn't be based on you know what books you read. If you think someone will break up with you because you're reading, I don't know, like Harry Potter yeah. or something, then you know that's not the kind of relationship you really want to be in. No, but you know if you're if you haven't done it and you know try it on them. Uh, if you're big into fantasy, maybe try Game of Thrones. They might get into it. We're not in high school anymore. It's not about image. If they're still stuck on image, it's not a popularity contest. No, no. Be yourself. Enjoy geeky things. We do. I mean, even if you are still in high school, you should still be yourself. And you shouldn't buy into that whole mindset of it's a popularity contest. Because it's not. Right. Because uh, the idea of it being a popular contest is really shallow, no matter how old you are. Right. right. <laughs> so the short of it is, you're in a stuff like, that you love, like games or movies, certain TV shows. Share that with people. Don't be afraid to say... I, I did you see Black Panther this weekend? Uh, I took my kid to see it. It was all right, but that's not what your heart's telling you to say. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. come out and just rejoice in your geekdom, mm-hmm. your fandom. Yeah, like uh, I remember points in my life where I wouldn't like go to movies by myself if I thought it would look really weird if I went to them. So, like, I would sometimes babysit, and I would take kids to, like, kids' movies. Like, oh, I, I really, go to movies I really by myself all the time. I really wanted to see Spirit, and I babysat some kids so that I could Because it was a cartoon? Yes, an animated so movie? it was a cartoon. <laughs> but that's what we're talking about. You know, it's you shouldn't have to do that. If you want to go see the, the most recent Disney movie or whatever by yourself as an adult, that's not, you know... Something that you should, you know. Yeah, if you're a fan of Disney, Pixar, whatever, go. Yeah. You know, just don't be that creepy person sitting in a trench coat in the back corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you are, I don't know, you could be a perfectly nice person. Just yeah. try not to look creepy. Yeah, try I not mean, to bring that, that on to you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, hey, I think that's a good segue into some uh, some news. <laughs> I've got some uh, movie news from this past week. Uh, let's go ahead and start with some DC love here. Of course, you know Wonder Woman 
the sequel. Uh, they'd already announced that they did cast Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. They've also announced last week that they've casted, for some, some mysterious role, they've casted Pedro Pascal of Game of Thrones and Kingsman the Golden Circle. You know, whiskey. I guess. Was it, no, it wasn't whiskey. It was tequila. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, you know, yeah. the guy that, oh, you killed my family, you know, admit it, and then he got his head popped. Well, spoilers. Well, if he, I, I did not say for what. Okay. Would just, I was very vague about that. I don't know what role he would play. Uh, I'm not too familiar with Wonder Woman comics. Um, I do know who Cheetah and most of her villains are, but I don't know who would, he would be cast as some maybe minor role or new love interest. I don't know. I don't know who he'd play either. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thought on that. But it's cool that, you know, they're, they're like teasing and stuff. And mm-hmm. I really do like the Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman stuff. Yeah, the Wonder Woman was a really good movie. Yeah. Um, I think I'm tired of the CGI villains, though. Mm-hmm. And that fight could have been better. But overall, the movie was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, they said that, the most watched scene of that movie was when she stood up on the ladder in the battleground. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people give Kristen Wiig a lot of issues. Yeah. Because she's primarily a comedic actress. Yeah. However, she was in that movie with John Heater mm-hmm. where they were twins. Yeah. And that was a very dramatic role for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it was a, still a comedy. It was a dark comedy. Right. But I think that she could... You can't... I, I think that... Along with being kind of a geek, you can't. Also, a lot of times actors get kind of pigeonholed into the roles right. that they're known for. And you know, if uh, she can do this and she can pull off Cheetah, then mm-hmm. power to her. You right. know, it it is going to give her a chance to prove herself. Then either she's going to prove herself and expand, or she's going to you know falter and kind of get right pigeonholed into those. Jim Carrey is another good example of that. Yeah, I, I really like the the more dramatic roles that Jim Carrey does, but he didn't get a whole lot of them because no, he was, it was like Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, the Majestic, and, yeah. and Truman Show. Yeah, uh, the Majestic really didn't mm-hmm. get good reviews, but I really liked it. The Man on the Moon was more of a uh, drama, I and mean, yeah. he was portraying Andy Kaufman. Yeah, but yeah, I think that she she can pull that off. Mm-hmm. Also, for casting news, the Duke Nukem movie is greenlit. Mm-hmm. You know Duke Nukem? Are you familiar with the, at least the iconic character look with the red tank yeah. top and the yeah. buzz cut? Yeah. Uh, John Cena will be playing Duke Nukem, and I think oh, that's I, perfect. I think that that could work, you know? I think that my, my sister would even watch that because <laughs> John Cena is her other husband. You know, and wrestlers, too, in, in roles. Um, I mean, you look at The Rock, he, he does really well for himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah. You get some actors out there, but John Cena, I mean, what was that movie he was in that was really hilarious? Um, it had, I can't think of her name right now. John Heater was also in that movie. He played a doctor, uh, uh, but he did injuries for sports. Oh. Um, she was like a wreck. I can't yeah. remember. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It had Amy Schumer. Sh- yeah, Schumer. Yeah. yeah. But he had a little part in there, and that was hilarious. That was like the best part of the movie. But anyway, that's he's been cast as Duke Nukem. I have no idea what the story is going to be. He's going to be probably him running around shooting a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then lastly from my movie news, uh, Chris Evans has stated that he will no longer play Captain America after Avengers 4. Um, which, I guess, it's that time now. They're going to bookend 
all these movies, like the Thanos arc, mm-hmm. with three and four, a lot of characters are probably going to die in Avengers 3. You look at the trailer, it looks pretty bleak. I have theories about that. We may save that for another episode. But Chris Evans went to say that it's better to step off the train before they throw you off of it. Just remember to tuck and roll. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> with Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America, it, it's probably time for them to kind of, I won't say go away, because I love Captain America. I love Chris Evans as Captain America, but... Pass the mantle on? It's been 10 years, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are so many more heroes they are going to explore. Captain Marvel's coming. I'm excited about that. Um, Lee Pace is going to reprise his role as uh, Ronan the Destroyer. Is that mm-hmm. what? Yeah. He's excited about it. But it's going to take place in the 90s. But we'll get on to that, that later, too. That's all my movie news. Uh, let's go on to talk about some television. Okay. Um, Stranger Things, uh, Season 3. They, they have announced some stuff for that. Oh? They've either already started filming or they're up just about to start filming, you know, within the next week or two. For Season 3, uh, it will be set in the summer of 1985. So where the other... Uh, seasons took place during the school year. This one will take place during the summer. Lucas's sister uh, will reprise her role and have a more uh, forward appearance, and she will get friends. She'll have a little gang of little people to bother them. She was oh, the, that girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, yeah, yeah. Like she was sassy. That kept sassing him. Speaking of calling people uh-huh. geeks, yeah, that's the example right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's where season... Uh, two was dark. The theme or the feeling that they're going for for season three is creepy. Okay. And uh, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter will pick up a role. Ethan Hawke? Their daughter. Oh, their daughter. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll uh, be playing a new character named Robin. And uh, she's probably going to be the one that dies because she's the... And it will not. It will not premiere this year. Probably won't premiere to at least early on in two thousand nineteen. Okay. They're uh, they're aiming for January or February, but there's no set date or promises yet. There's a lot of TV and stuff this year, so mm-hmm. yeah. Whew. All right. Mm-hmm. Last week, Scooby Natural was on, which was the Scooby. I Doo, saw that the Scooby Doo themed Supernatural episode. I love Supernatural. It had an episode called Jump the Shark. What season was that? I don't remember. It was early on, like it five? Was, it was early on, it was like four or five. Uh, now the Sharp has jumped it. The They started dancing a little. Did they get married? Yeah, they started dancing. And this in this episode, Supernatural and the Shark got married. And let me tell you, it was beautiful. It was the 280th episode, and Frank Welks, Frank Wilker... Uh, Gray, Delisle, Matthew Lillard, Kate, Makuchi all reprised their roles as Scooby and the gang. So everyone who played Scooby and the gang has played the role before. Not the original, clearly. No, no, but recently. Yeah. The recent cast. And it was just announced uh, yesterday or today that... Supernatural has been renewed for uh, season 14. Oh my god, you stole my thunder. I was going to add that in there. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to say that. No, that's funny. okay. I thought you'd be kind of nope, I exhausted excited about that. Because, you know, 14 seasons. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, I've watched it since the very beginning. The first week, the, fir- the, the um, pilot, 
aired twice in the in the first week, mm-hmm. and I watched it both times. So I'm a long time fan. Yes, I'm a long time fan. Yeah, I will say the Scooby Doo episode. Uh, some animation these days, it with you know the two dimensional stuff, the old school stuff. This actually looked really, really cool the way they did it. Uh, some of the shots they used and and such. I really enjoyed it. I liked all the twists. Dean was a dork. Mm-hmm. Loved it though. He um, was a beautiful dork. Speaking of CW though, that's not the only show that was renewed. Mm-hmm. Today they also all of the uh, Black Lightning is getting season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flash is getting season five. Uh, Legends is getting season four. Yeah, I th- I saw the the Flash and the Legends one. I, I did not the see Supergirl though. I don't know what's going on with that one. Yeah, what the Arrow? Did Arrow get renewed? Yes, Arrow. Mm, Arrow. Uh, Will Will uh, uh, Thea left the show though? That mm, is news yeah. on that. Her contract was up, but yeah, that's seven seasons on Arrow. Oh, the I'm really excited about um, Legends because they're going to add Constantine to the show, and I was a bit big into the campaigning for. Constantine not to get canceled. Yeah, I Matt, actually thought that they did a pretty good job with Matt that. Matt Ryan is awesome. Yeah, he's very very good in the role. I'm glad he's he's reply, reprised a role on the CWC animated. Yeah, yeah. Another show too. Before we move on, mm-hmm. uh, that's your guilty pleasure. Riverdale also got picked up for another season. I have not been watching it since the break. Oh really? Picked up. Yeah. Um, I couldn't keep up with it anymore. <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was like they were doing things that they were like. No, this is not it, and we have proof that this is not the answer to this riddle. And then they would like cheat up, cheap out, like the next two episode, be like, "Oh wait, we're wrong. It was really the answer after all." And I just couldn't keep up with it anymore. I couldn't do it. Did Did Archie write a song about it? Maybe. Maybe he may have <laughs> write a song. I didn't know. I didn't. I, I turned it off. I stopped watching. Mm. Not that it's a bad thing if you like that show, because no. it is a beautiful mess. Now. Uh, there are several shows coming out this month. I know Westworld's coming back. Um, Legion. Just going to go off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timeless came back. Timeless, recently. which is good. Yeah. Um, it's actually created from the creator of Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Kripke. Yeah. Uh, time traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought there was probably some more. That's all right. I wasn't prepared for that one. So let's talk about some video games. Um, last week... It was leaked by GameSpot uh, that EA, Electronic Arts, posted a job opening. Uh, They are working on an open-world Star Wars game with online features. Um, This is kind of good and kind of bad. EA got a lot of flack for uh, Battlefront 2, for the microtransactions, pay-to-win, and nobody, I mean, the fans hated it. It blew up in their face, and they removed They said, fine. We will remove the microtransactions. Now their sales have been so bad, they're like, oh, well, later we'll put them back in. So we'll see how EA handles this one. But an open-world Star Wars game would be kind of cool. You know, I think Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we can go do whatever you want to do. That would be awesome. Yeah, and Star what Wars. Would, what would the races be? Like, would they start out with, like, races and then, like, add in, in races over an expansion? Like, what do you think that the base, it would be like... Well... Because there are so many races that it would be hard to, like... You would have think, your basics. Yeah. I would think that one of the... Rodian, most, yeah. most likely. I would think that Twilig would have to be one of them. Definitely, and humans, of course. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think they would probably start with maybe eight to yeah. be safe. Um, Bothans, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chiss. 
probably the ones they have in the old Republic mm-hmm. are similar to or be a safe bet. And Wookies go from there. You gotta have Wookies. Would they, would they have? Would it be able? Would you be able to play a droid? Do you think they would give you the option you know, to play a droid? When I played Galaxies back in the day, when I was owned by Sony, um, you own droids, but they just followed you around. You can actually be them. I think. Well, you get droids and the old Republic too. Yeah, but because I like, I know that it's not a video game, but in um, the Edge of the Republic. Yeah, about fan- fancy flight games, yeah. the role playing game. You can you, be. A you droid. can play a. Dro- you can play a droid, and that's awesome. And that's pretty awesome. I think I may play a droid. I'll get a chance to play it. Who knows? Maybe running it. Hmm. But anyway, that's that's something. It's too early to tell, but it's out there now on everyone's radar. So, mm-hmm. uh, you have some video game news? Uh, yes. Uh, Incredibles Lego has been announced. It will release around the same time as the movie. Um, for Xbox, Nintendo Switch, and PC, it will be uh, released June 15th. Uh, oh, PlayStation 4 with the June 15th release as well. And it will be released July 13th in the UK. I'm assuming it's done by the same company, the Tink. Mm-hmm. Uh, TT it? Games. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Pixar is working on them with it. And so is Warner Brothers. It's always a weird franchise, the whole Lego thing. Because, I yeah. mean, it's kind of like that whole back in the day, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Let's just throw a bunch of things in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll, we'll get to something else that did that too mm. more recently. Uh, you think about all those licenses because you have mm. Lego Batman, you get Warner Brothers. Yeah, but this is just like a, a Universal, yeah, with Jurassic Park. With and, each game though, it's like different licenses. So this is this is just what's well, Disney Pixar? Yes, but it's just plugging into the Incredibles. I don't think they're gonna do the other. I mean, the the Pizza Express truck might be in there somewhere because it always is. But right. It's just they're just focusing on the Incredibles for this one. Okay. Um, and technically, Marvel's owned by Disney. Yeah, it so is now. They, they it just it's banned in Star like, Wars. Closing up with with Disney. So why can't we have like a a DC Marvel Lego game? That'd be pretty sweet. I'd pay for that. I'd pay double for that. The dates for Dragon Quest Eleven have been announced. It was originally released in uh, 2017 in Japan, and the Western um, uh, release dates for North America and Europe for the PlayStation 4 and the PC are is going to be September 4th and they're still working on Switch version for the West. They don't think that it will be released in 2018 and they've decided not to release a 3DS version in the West because they want to expand on their audience and focus mainly on on uh, PC and PlayStation 4. Man, that's a lot of games coming out this year, too. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have the money to cover all this. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption in the fall. Got God of War uh, coming out. Uh, Far Cry 5 just released. I got a couple of comic book news mm-hmm. that I pulled, plucked off the internet, the interwebs. There is no love anymore for the Marvels and Humans. Mm-hmm. Well, the show we won't get into that was canceled after season one. Very ambitious of them to do. It just didn't pull off. I don't think well. Yeah, to I don't television. Think it, yeah, I don't think that the it was. I think that if they had a more concise script and budget, that they should have just stuck to the mm-hmm. idea of doing it as a movie. Yeah, instead of I agree, and just kind of. Consoled, consolidated, right? 
everything because some of the CGI just didn't look yeah. very good. Well, now Marvel has teased a uh, new comic coming up, Death of the Humans. Poor Inhumans. Poor Inhumans. Poor Black Bolt. Poor Medusa. Uh, and secondly, the biggest news of last week for comic books, Marvel announced Fantastic Four will be returning the first family back to the comics. Which, this really excites me. I mean, this would be... It's written by Dan Slott. Who's written it for? He, he got freed up from writing Spider-Man, I believe. This book will come out August 2018. Hopefully, it'll have a big a success following it. It's going to go back to the classic stuff. Not this all-in-one or whatever it is that they're doing now. But I do know also that the Disney CEO wants a Fantastic Four movie soon. So maybe they're waiting... You think that they're waiting to see how well the new run... Do, uh, does or do you think that they've already have it planned? They just haven't I think announced it's planned. It yet. They just haven't announced it yet. They did announce four dates a while back. I did not follow up to see what those dates were for, but they have plenty of room. I mean, I don't think superhero movies are going anywhere soon. Yeah, I don't think they are either. At least for Marvel. And that's all I had on comic books. Okay, I have book news. Okay, Ernest Klein has confirmed uh, the long-standing rumors that he is writing a sequel to Ready Player One. Awesome. Uh, uh, it will hopefully be out in a few years. Uh, it's not ready for release yet. He has no dates or uh, deadlines that he has announced. He just has confirmed that he's going to be writing it, and it is going to kind of be the same, but different. It's going to focus on different areas of pop culture because he doesn't think that he wants to completely repeat doing the whole 80s thing again but there's just so much so many different areas of pop culture to explore that he is going to focus on other uh aspects of that Mm -hmm. and uh that's all that's really been announced so far uh i will keep people updated on the story as developments come out you know Sorry, I'm making faces at, yeah. at Lily. Yeah, he, he is. It's, it's making me like not sure exactly what I'm doing. Well, you do know that also Spielberg is planning to do two more movies to Ready Player One. I and don't know. He's been if, speaking with Ernest yeah. Klein and working with him. Yeah. Uh, do you think that they'll wait for the second uh, mo- book to come out before they do the second movie? I think it's going to be a George R.R. R. Martin repeat. Yeah, so like they're going, since the... Since Winds of Winters isn't out yet, they're just going to make up what happens. Well, you know, it's it's this thing where... Okay, and I'll, I'll get into this, touch it real quick. To me, I know a lot of people, you get in this whole, oh my gosh, the book is so much better. The book is so much better. But to me, it doesn't matter. I first experienced... I used to read the books before I... They say, I always do that. That's mm-hmm. fine. But to me, it ruined the movie. Mm-hmm. So I like to do it in reverse order. I like to watch the movie first and then read the book, usually, because the movie enhances the book. I I tend to like to read the book before the movie. I'm one of the people. But when I was growing up, I wouldn't... A lot of the times, if there's a movie coming out uh, that was based on a book, my mom wouldn't let me see it until I read the book because she wanted to make sure that I was reading. And if I really wanted to see a movie, she knew I was going to read the book. Uh, I think she started doing that about the time that Black Beauty came out. Mm-hmm. That, Kind of dates me, but uh, fine, whatever. Boy, that's just just how I I like to do things. Because Mm -hmm. then the way the book's not ruined, the movie's not ruined, I can look back because, okay, I saw saw Jurassic Park first Mm -hmm. in the theaters, and I loved it. Yeah, I I have not fully read Jurassic Park yet, so that's Mm -hmm. one of the ones that 
Um, I have not read the book forward that I saw the movie, but I was obsessed when, uh, with it when it came out. And I wasn't 13 yet mm-hmm. when Jurassic Park came out. And it was probably the first or second PG-13 movie I ever saw in the theater. But well, the books are pretty heavy. I don't think that I would have understood the books if I yeah, read them. <laughs> I was in high school when I saw it. And then I bought the book. And I read it on a, on a trip. I was in the car. Just, I just couldn't put it down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it deals more with, other, you know, a lot of other things. Mainly the whole chaos, chaotician thing. Mm-hmm. And it touched on dinosaurs coming from, you know, birds coming from dinosaurs. Well before anything yeah. that recently. Well, um, yeah, well before um, it was mainstream knowledge. Right. That, that was the theory. But there, um, Dr. Ian Grant's actually based on a real person. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Um, I forget his name. It's like Jack something. Her, her, her. Oh, Ian. Oh, wait, Dr. Grant. I was Dr. thinking about Grant. Ian. Oh, yeah, I was Ian, thinking. Ian, not Ian Malcolm. Oh, I, Ian Malcolm no. maybe, but Dr. Grant. He would be awesome. He's a rock yeah. star. But going back to um, Ready Player One, mm-hmm. um, I recently found out that he wrote Fanboys, Errors mm-hmm. Klein. Mm-hmm. And that the Ready Player One came about because the studio got a hold of fanboys and changed everything. He wanted to make an indie film. Mm-hmm. So he wrote Ready Player One because he had more he had control over the characters, which is cool. Now, Spielberg heard about the book, I think even before it was published. I need to go back and check that. And then bought the rights to movies immediately. So this has been like in the works for a long time. Yeah. Speaking of Ready Player One... We did see it um, mm-hmm. before this weekend, and uh, we're going to come back and talk about that. Yeah. So, Ready Player One, for those who are unfamiliar, is a novel written by Ernest Cline. Um, it's about a dystopian teacher. Uh, this is to go over the basics that you see in the trailers. Mm-hmm. There's a kid, poor, lives in the stacks in Ohio. Everybody lives and works in the Oasis, which is like this virtual reality world. And the creator died and left an Easter egg. And the winner to that Easter egg wins half a trillion dollars and ownership of the Oasis. So, my opinion of this movie is that it was good and it was entertaining um, it stayed to the spirit of the book, but if you are a purist and go in expecting to see what you've read in the book, you're going to be disappointed. Which is never, never really the case with movies, adaptations to film usually. Yes, but I'm not saying I didn't like it. I really liked the movie, but none of the challenges were the same. Well, it, the third one was close. It was close, but... Um, there was a lot leading up to the third challenge that didn't happen. Well, let's 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 start at the beginning here. Okay. Uh, my take overall is that pacing, mm-hmm. which I think really kills movies a lot these days, pacing and editing. But I know you've got a, a book. How long is the movie? Did you look that up? Uh, no, I didn't. It's three hundred seventy-two pages in the novel, and I don't know what the runtime is, but. I know they did a good, ta- a good job of explaining things through Wade's narrative, like they do mm-hmm. in the book, um, but they sped it along really quickly. Yeah. I don't believe, I didn't feel like there was any I feel like the, downtime, like yeah. dragging moments in the movie. There were times in the books that kind of, the book that kind of did that, 
Um, but for that reason, I feel like the book is darker. Yeah. Like, I felt like the book was a lot darker than the movie. The movie's definitely a lot lighter than the book. Well, yeah. I mean, Wade is a much more darker, opinionated character. I mean, he's been, he lives in a crappy, he has a crappy situation. Yeah, but there are parts in the book that were in the movie that were darker. Well, I know, like the part where he just gave up on it, and he worked in the loyalty center. Yeah, but there were reasons he did that. Well, yeah. Um, And then, so they did switch stuff around. I felt like some part of it was sped along a little too quickly. Like, I I, kind of liked the first challenge in the book, and I kind of wish they would have kept that. It's two hours and 20 minutes long. Yeah, I know. I'm but just still. going back to that because I saw I was looking it up. Yeah, <clears throat> I get. I understand why they went with the first challenge that did the movie because it was more exciting than it would have been if they kept the chat first challenge in the book. But at the same time, I kind of, I don't know. I kind of like liked it. But holy cow! Can we just call this Easter egg the movie? <laughs> it's not Easter egg the movie. It's. Um, it's something else. The movie. It's there the, are s- it, no. It's ca- it's character cameo. The movie. Well, no. There are other subtle things in just the design, posters, patches, mm-hmm. little nods here and there. Yes, the first challenge, and we're going to do spoilers here. So please, if you have not read the book, this is spoilers. We warned you. We're going to go on the spoiler talk now. So goodbye if you don't want spoilers. If you have read the book, have seen the movie. Here we go. First challenge. There's a school to begin with. I guess Wade is not that. I mean, yeah, he's they not, refer to his kids. Yeah. We, the book, he's at school all the time. Because you go in the Oasis yeah. and you go to school. Yeah. And that's where the first challenge is. Yeah. Not some road that Gunter found. Wade found it. Yeah. Um, it's a... It's slower. It's just definitely slower. But it also kind of sets up how... Uh, it does It does set up, like, not only is he poor in life, that he's poor in the Oasis in the book. And that the going through, finding the Easter eggs changes a lot for him. It's not just, you know, that, it, or the friends he finds. It's, you know, before in the book, before, you know, the challenges, he didn't even have enough to exp- enough coin to explore the Oasis that the only place he could really go was the... The school. The school. Right. But, which I know is a slower start than the movie, but... Yeah, that race was pretty intense. And I know a lot of this has to do with getting rights to other films outside of Warner Brothers. In games. Do you know and... how Spielberg got the, the, the T-Rex? Because Jurassic Park and World is a different studio. It's Universal, isn't it? Yeah, but... Do you know how he got it? Because... He directed Jurassic Park? No, because T-Rex's dinosaurs are not... Um, what's the word looking for? Copyrighted? No, they're not exclusive to Jurassic Park. Dinosaurs existed outside of Jurassic Park. Yeah. And that's how he got the T-Rex. Mm-hmm. They'd be clever like that. Yeah. But I don't know if Acerac or Joust even mm-hmm. was a copyright issue. Mm-hmm. Because we get a little Acerac nod at the end, yeah, with the two mile annihilation, yeah. you know, graffiti Mentioned. on the back of the van, yeah. I, and I feel like you know, uh, since I don't know, 
Because, you know, D&D was with Warner Brothers. They yeah. lost the rights this year at Paramount. Yeah. So that could be another issue, That mm-hmm. why that was changed. Yeah, but if they, they had kept that, I mean, isn't... Aren't they still on Cholton, like, doing that kind of stuff? They are wizards, yes. But I don't know. I don't... I'm not... But I don't know how the Hollywood law works, so... Yeah. <laughs> and Challenge 2 was that they kept the coin. Yes, I like that they kept the coin. Yeah. I, why couldn't they get the rights to Pac-Man? Well, I don't think it was the rights to Pac-Man. I think that was just a wasted scene. Mm-hmm. Maybe again, editing, we see that deleted scene later. Yeah. But it's, I know the War Games thing was an issue, mm-hmm. probably. I, I, like, I don't like that they rearranged how some of them met in the movie. Like, I kind of liked... Okay, Okay, this is going to sound really weird. I liked that you waited till, till the very end of the book for till he met Artemis and got actually see her in real life. Right. But it, but in the book, I really liked it. I would have preferred that they kept that. Yeah, it, it kind of removed yeah. the, the elation the, you, re- the you received te- yeah, in the book. Yeah. But at the same time, I understand, kind of understand why they did that yeah, keep that plot moving yeah <laughs> and and i in the book instead of them just like being all in in h's van mm-hmm. to where the whole thing they were all in um what's his name uh augie's augie's Augs, yeah uh, his, his house, his house. Yeah. and i really liked that they that they had that scene in the book because it kind of showed that he was reaching out in supportive of, you know, his old friend. And I felt like they kind of cut that character out where yeah. he was kind of kind of really cool in the book, you know? Yeah, I get that too. But yeah, I, I felt like the rushing certain character meetings. Yeah. Man, those Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, I know that he saw a scene with gremlins and Goonie stuff in it, uh-huh. but he had to cut it out because of yeah. the rights. Yeah. But the third challenge, which, going back, because mm-hmm. in the book they use The Shining, mm-hmm. which is funny because they kind of set it up where H is terrified. Mm-hmm. In the, in the movie, they use it, but yeah. they don't use it in the no, book. No, no, it, it works for them in this in this scene. Yeah. Um, especially when the Sixers are trying to, it shows them a lot outside of the Oasis, and they're like freaking out, and that was funny to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I liked it. I liked the scenes where they would show what was going on to the the Sixers, like. It was like, this is what's happening in the Oasis, and here's all the red lights going off in the, the right, Sixers right. area. That was pretty funny. In the war room. That was, a, <clears throat> that was, a, that was some good visual yes. storytelling. No, because a lot of the book, it's it's from Wade's point of view, so it's yeah. first person, mm-hmm. and you're on that one track, and mm-hmm. you, don't, you get to see his interaction with these other characters, but in the movie, they put them a little more forward. Mm-hmm. They've added characters. Uh, I Rock... Yeah, they did. It was really funny. Yeah, they did add some characters, and I I I have nothing against any of the added characters. I thought all the added characters were, were mm-hmm. well fit into the the world. Um, what's her name wasn't in the book though, right? The one that worked for no, she was not in the book. Um, oh, what's her the actress name? Got to give up some Killjoy love here. Yeah, 
because we enjoy her in that show. Yeah. Even though it got kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben Ben Mendelsohn, man, I really enjoy him as a villain. Mm-hmm. Her name is Hannah John Kamen. Yeah. yeah. She, did, she did a good job. Um, but Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. I don't know if you caught it or not, but... When he was on screen, he had the swagger to him. And in that suit, he reminded me of a specific character from the 80s. Mm -hmm. Did you get a vibe like that at all? Um, I don't know. What character did he remind you of? Richard Vernon in Breakfast Club. Yeah, the the vice principal, right? I got that. Yeah, I was going to say that, but... I don't know if that was intentional or not. I don't don't know if that was intentional or not either. But he had the same haircut almost. Yeah, I did get that. Yeah. His, he was gonna like come in and start accusing them of causing a ruckus. <laughs> Can you please describe that ruckus, sir? <laughs> um. Um. Oh, the the I thought that overall it was just like the it was stunning, like mm-hmm. the visuals. They did a very good job with the visuals, and I have nothing against them. Like in some of the scenes, adding things that were not from the eighties. Because when you really think about it, even even when like there's a lot of people looking for the Easter eggs, not everyone's going to be into that. Mm-hmm. So oh, I was. I mean, <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I won't, I'm in that other boat. Yeah, but if if there are people with characters from like the '90s or the 2017, well, that, or that one toy near the end, yeah, with the squeeze and the eyes pop out. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what those are called, but that was not 80s. Yeah, I think that was 90s. Yeah, the 90s were weird. I can't remember what they were called. I'll have to look that up later. Um, but no, in H's mm-hmm. workshop in mm-hmm. his like room when Wade's trying on all the outfits, mm-hmm. there's a poster for the guy uh, who worked at the diner who became mayor in Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Reelect whatever his name is, mm-hmm. and then there was something else that, that jumped out at me. And I love how they coined "you're gonna lose your shit," mm-hmm. meaning like your gear and everything you saved up for if you mm-hmm. zero out. Mm-hmm. And you see that with Irock. Mm-hmm. That's why I laugh so hard because yeah. he had a shield and all kind of loot drop off of him. Yeah, it's like it was a big old <laughs> pile. But I think they kept the adventure game. Yes, because that's why the the book was written for mm-hmm. Easter egg. Mm-hmm. But I do want to touch on one thing, too. I think, and you can just jump in because don't let okay. me run off of this. But uh, the other two, well, no, the, the middle, I guess the second challenge, I think kind of explained Halliday more. Yeah. Of wh- who he was. And yeah. I think that the challenges and and the movie kind of go more into Holiday yeah. than, than they did in the book. But... Because um, they're tied to specific... Events, moments moments in his life. Important moments. Yeah, and his regrets and what he wished that he had done differently. And I think that overall the book and the movie hold the same moral, um, but the the movie may have set expressed it uh, uh, more openly. Like it may have come out and said it it Mm -hmm. more uh, just in your face than the book did. Here's the one issue I had. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as again, this is spoilers. We're way past spoiler talk. Um, when Artemis 
and Parswell, Wade and Samantha, mm-hmm. were escaping the Sixers at her place. She gets on the phone and she calls, she makes a phone call or text or something. Mm-hmm. And then, oh my God, H is there from Detroit, like that, in Ohio. Mm-hmm. How, did, how did she even have H's number when, when Wade didn't have that, H's number? That kind of bothered me a little bit. <laughs> Did she call H, or is that what we're assuming? That's another thing, too. That was also given too quickly, that that twist. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. There was just, like, the pacing was good, but sometimes it was too quick. Yeah. If if anything, it was too quick in places. But overall, um, it is a good movie. Yes, it's worth seeing. Yeah. I will put a warning out there to parents. Just like any of the 80s movies by Spielberg, you got kids who's gonna they're gonna say bad words. Um, yeah, I heard f bomb at least once, and just just be prepared for that. I mean, that's our eight. We're children of the '80s ish, mm-hmm. and that's what I grew up on. I have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. I just want to put that warning out there. It's not Deadpool. It's not Deadpool. You're cool. Um, and if you watch the movie and you've not read Bird Player One, I uh, highly recommend that you do read that. It it is a very good book and it's it's not a hard read. Um it's it's maybe took me like two or three days to read. And even it's, with other stuff going on. It is eighties nostalgia heavy. Yes. Some would so, say nostalgia porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I I highly recommend both the movie mm-hmm. and the book. Um it's kind of like Two different takes on the same idea. Yeah, like most. Yeah, like I feel like it was even he- more heavily adapted than most adapt than yeah. most adaptions because it like I, I don't know it went astray a lot, but it didn't go astray to the point where you didn't recognize it as being the same thing. No, I think they they used Holiday's journal too much, like that room. I don't remember that being a part of the book it was i don't think it was in the book no, i don't remember all. it from the book they just went from clue to clue yeah they like off their memory of what they studied. yeah yeah they would they would it was more heavily emphasized in the book that they they themselves were doing lots of 80s research and they didn't really go into that in the movie no. but they had a lot of 80s research going on and uh Doing talking about the movies that they were watching to try and uh, uh, find clues in the movies or music or mm-hmm. comic books or whatever, and they didn't really go into that. They just went into Holiday's memory, and I felt like that was kind of, I mean, it's a good way to get get it to the same point in the movie um, when you're trying to save time, but it didn't get at the heart of all the nostalgia that the book did. Yeah. And I'm sad that we didn't get to see Vice President Will Wheaton. Or was he president? I can't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> but that's our review. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, the movie, for as a, a standalone, I would say maybe an 8 out of 10 for me. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. It's about an 8 out of 10. Um, but, uh, but as an adaption, I'd probably say maybe a 4 or 5 out of 10. Um, I may give it a 5 or 6. I mean, it was close enough yeah. for me. It was close enough that you recognized it. Didn't it didn't bother me. But it, it, there was a lot that was changed. But don't, if you're really super fan of the book, don't let that, you know, yeah. bring it down. I mean, 
it's, take it can kids. be inter- it just go in and take it as it is you know take it as something you know that's that's fun it's more of an mmo experience than uh anything else experience that seems yeah. like that they focused on even though they show the options at the beginning yep but i'm rambling so okay uh, that is our review on Brave Player One. Mm-hmm. Uh, look for more reviews from us in the future. Okay. Uh, hope everyone has a wonderful week. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Good night. Good night.